Welcome back to another episode of Dirtcast. I am your co-host, Megan Reynolds. And I'm your other co-host, Madeline Davies. Later on in the episode, we're going to be speaking to Corbin Goble, writer and editor, about horror movies, good ones, bad ones, prestige ones, shitty ones, and what we like or don't like about them. You know, there's going to be a lot of uh, movies that are put together by somebody who misunderstands what the appeal of Get Out was or A Quiet Place. But before we do that, Maddie, my friend, my colleague. My love. (laughs) My love. How are you? I... I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Um, I'm has, hanging in there. Yeah. The weather is like swung back around maybe. Mm, it was beautiful this weekend for one day. I went to the park and it was like there was not a piece of ground that wasn't no, covered by a body. Yeah, I'm Ew. sure. There's people who like enjoy parks, which is mm, me. Okay, yes. And then there's like park people, which are like the people who bring their devil sticks. Ah, like, yes. Okay, um, who set up the slack line to like uh, yeah. to tightrope walk. I feel like that's like a really specific uh, breed of person who I agree. Like, loves like park life. It always, it always feels very like showy to me where it's like, we get it. You can juggle. <laughs> like, fine. There was a guy on a unicycle and I was like, oh, is this just because like you couldn't afford to like – own a snake. Like you need to find some way for people to look at you. Um, in the summer when it's nice, there is someone who sets up a, like a slack line for like um, tightrope walking, yeah. like maybe two feet off the ground and just like does that all the time. I have a really horrifying story about one of those slack line guys in McCarran Park. love to hear it right now. I was once at a bar, mm-hmm. and I felt someone come up behind me, mm-hmm. like very gently, mm-hmm. and put their hand on my butt. Mm-hmm. And I spun around, mm-hmm. and there was a very startled man. Ah. <laughs> and he said, oh, my God, I thought you were my girlfriend. <gasps> and I said, I am not your girlfriend. <laughs> I was Tremulous real, I was really pant. I was like, because I was like really startled. Right. And then he was just like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And I was like. I will not forgive him. <laughs> Never. But I, like, I think he then just like kind of scurried off sure, and like, as you left do. the bar immediately. Definitely. A few months later, smash cut to summer. Mm, here we are, summer. Um, I'm York. walking through the park. I see a friend. Mm-hmm. He calls me over. He's oh. at the slack line. Christ. Um, and then he was like, hey, have you like met my roommate? And it was another one of those situations where it's just like, he like twirled, like turned around. <laughs> it was like revisiting. And I was like, oh, I've met your roommate. We've met. It was the butt guy. Oh my God. That's insane. I told my friend this story. Right. Um, and he goes, that's so weird. His girlfriend has a shaved head. What? So I'm like, oh, did he just like get dared to like grab a butt? Whoa. But also like the look on his face was so genu- genuinely like, horrified. Like there was like... There was no, like, nothing smug about like, it. Me, it was right. like a moment where, like, both of us were, like, it's you. aghast. So I'm like, maybe, like... Maybe she shaved her? Yeah, head. I was like, maybe it was more recent. I don't know why I'm trying to, like, justify this, like, slack line the bro. slack line individual, sure. Uh, but I also was just like, I feel like I have, like, an okay read of people, and he yeah. seemed, like, sick. That's amazing. But yeah, I just looked, and he was like... <laughs> I was like, his girlfriend has like a really short haircut. (laughs) (laughs) But Megan, on that note, how are you? I have spent the I'm fine. (laughs) I my mother has been in town since last 
Thursday, Wednesday, I don't know. Um, it's been just a whirlwind of food and activity. My mom was in town to run a half marathon, which she did on Sunday. That's not very impressive. It is. She does it every year. I'm less impressive. Yeah, I agree. Just kidding. That's so really <laughs> impressive. Um, she made us a bunch of really good food last night. We've gotten into minimal fights. I bet you when I go home after this, she will be cleaning my entire house. Which is like one of those mo- like mom <sighs> things that's like really nice, but oh, also like so annoying. feels really invasive in a lot of oh ways. Oh my God. Well, she like barged into my room this morning and was like, I cleaned the sink in the bathroom. And I was like, you cleaned it yesterday, but okay. She was like, it smells like bleach now. And I was like, why? And she was like, I just like things to smell like bleach. I'm going to clean some more while you're gone. And I was like, Mom! So I will come home to a house that is like my mother martyring herself. Yeah, your cat will be like bleach blonde. Yeah, the cats are going to have passed out from the fumes. My mother will be still in her pajamas and her like, hey Arnold t-shirt, which she sleeps in, I know, like on her hands and knees scrubbing my bathroom floor. So I'm really excited. But she leaves today. That's fine. It's been a great visit. Anyway, much like the dirt on the floor of my bathroom, let's let's get into the dirtiest dirt, Maddie. First and foremost, Chloe Kardashian and Tristan Thompson have had their well, Chloe, let's be clear. Chloe had the baby. Yes. Uh the baby's name is True. It's a little girl, right? Little girl. A little girl named True Thompson. The baby has the father's last name. The baby has the father's last name, which is interesting considering the busy fucking weekend Tristan Thompson had. Yes. Like right before Chloe birthed his child. TMZ, I think, leech footage of mm-hmm. Tr- Tristan Thompson, I would say, canoodling yeah. in tabloid language mm-hmm. with a woman who wasn't Chloe. Because mm-hmm, Chloe pregnant as, was pregnant as fuck, like, sitting down somewhere. And then a lot of other women are like, mm-hmm. yeah, we probably canoodled with him, too. Mm-hmm. None of this is surprising, considering no. that when he and Chloe got together, he had a pregnant girlfriend. Yeah. His previous baby is, like, nine months old. Probably a little bit older. Probably right. like a year. And his new baby, True, which is short for Gertrude. Yeah, she's like named after a Kardashian grandparent. Maybe or, a Jenner grandparent? Well, it's like Chris's grandparent. So it's short for Gertrude. It is has inspired a lot of jokes about true and false. Yeah, about uh, like maybe being faithful and true faithful, to your partner. True to your partner who just had a child for you and her, but also whatever. God, if I... <laughs> Yeah. Found out that my partner cheated on me like the day I was going to have a baby. That person would be dead. I'm not issuing a death, a death threat, but no. like you would never hear from them again. No, they would have been disappeared. Yeah. And it would be, they, and like then you would have found them, they would find them years later. Yeah. And they would be like, oh, this person died from having their head kicked off. <laughs> Plus, she like had her baby in Cleveland. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's not great. She could have been in, like, Calabasas. In, like, the birthing suite that they have at Cedars-Sinai or wherever. The Kardashian wing. The Kardashian wing of whatever hospital. Yeah, I'm glad that Chloe had her baby because she has wanted to have a baby for so long. Yeah. And now she has one, which is great. I wonder if Kris Jenner is mad that the baby is not a Kardashian. I mean, so Chloe, when she posted this on Instagram, Mm -hmm. wrote, 
Our little girl, True Thompson, has completely stolen our hearts and we are overwhelmed with love. That's all caps. Love. Mm. Such a blessing to welcome this angel into the family. Mommy and daddy love you, True. So that's like she uses the word our a lot. Right. Again, it's True Thompson. True Thompson. Not True Kardashian Thompson. No. Not True Kardashian. True Thompson. I mean, maybe they had like an arrangement. I don't know. It's true. There is so much that we do not know that we will never, that we will never know. It's true. (laughs) (laughs) Mandy Moore. You all know who Mandy Moore is, right? She's the star of A Walk to Remember. This is us. She's never this, heard of it. Yeah, that show, that no, that tiny show called This Is Us. She had a great song called Candy. She did. Where she said, I'm missing you like candy, yay, yay. Yeah. She dated Ryan Adams. Um, she had, it was her birthday or maybe something. She had a girls weekend. It was a cult themed girls weekend because like many of us, I suppose, Mandy Moore has also been watching Wild Wild Country on Netflix. I'm here in one of the largest ranches in the Northwest. Today, it's Rajneesh Purim because a prominent Indian guru and his followers bought it. And was inspired by the, the aesthetic of the cult. That is so dumb. It's like the stupidest thing. One of the hashtags from her like Instagram slideshow is, yes, our color palette was inspired by Rajanesh Puram. Like, didn't people die? Yes. They were by they were like, yes. <laughs> there was like murders involved they, in that. They cult? poisoned um salad bars with salmonella. <laughs> I'm not laughing because that it's sounds ridiculous. Horrible. I'm just like, what a what a move. I mean, I agree. I when I read that, I was like, oh my god. Wow, who does that? That seems to be something that a lot of people are missing in yeah. this like conversation about that doc, which I haven't I honestly don't know much. Oh, I've watched three. It's slow. Yeah. But it's good. I've watched like three episodes. I've not gotten to the salad bar portion yeah. yet. I'm hoping it's coming soon. But it's like inspiring a lot of people to wear shades of red, it seems. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of articles and a lot of things that are like, oh, my God, so chic. So chic. I'm loving this, like, red look, like, dress me in shades of maroon, whatever. They were like, yeah, it looks nice. I mean, I get it. Yeah. But there's still a cult. They, like, killed people. Come on. Uh, Whatever. Mandy Moore. Listen, babe. You can do better. Or can you? Come on. Just come on. Also, like, none of her shut up. Also true. Mandy. Yeah. If you're going to do it, Totes. you better, like, be in a cult. Be in a fucking cult, bitch. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another thing that happened, which is usually a trove of dirt, figuratively and literally, 
Yeah, this is like a, you know. <laughs> Coachella. Have you ever been? No. Have you? Oh, I will say for Coachella, yeah. it, it does feel like kind of like tabloid Christmas. Yeah, Because you get to see celebrities in the most ridiculous outfits. Mm-hmm. Oftentimes, like, clearly rolling their faces yeah, off. Yeah, just like fucked up. Um, And like a lot of like people like denying that they were doing drugs yep. when clearly they were. Yeah, um, it's pretty amazing. Like what? I can't think of her name. The actress who was in High School Musical who dated Zac Efron. Vanessa Hudgens. Hudgens. Like that year that like it was really clear that she was doing MDMA. And she was, like, it's, she was like, I was eating white chocolate. Bitch. You're eating like a powdered white chocolate out of madam, a bag. Madam, come on. Coachella. Come on. <laughs> um, it's also like the origins of the best Leonardo DiCaprio video ever, Ugh, which is, is that per- is. when that person got that video of him just like vibing. Yeah. It's a really fun thing for everybody. To um, view from afar. <laughs> to view from afar. And what was great about Coachella this year is that the whole fucking thing was live streamed. Yeah. Which was so amazing. You so you don't have to go. The second amazing thing that happened is Beyonce. Yeah. So Coachella is no longer Coachella. It's, as DJ Khaled claimed, it is now. Beychella. Beychella. She was the headliner um, on Saturday night. Yeah. The first black woman to headline Coachella in its entire history. Which is insane. Which is crazy. And she pulled out like an insane two-hour long set that was like, it was very good. This song is dedicated to all the incredible women that opened up the doors for me. Thank you so much, ladies. I get that, like, people don't like her music sometimes or whatever, but, like, mm-hmm. I'm like, what argument is there against her being, like, the entertainer of our generation? Yeah, totally. Just because it's like, no one works harder. No. Like, that show was incredible. It was insane. I um, wept multiple times. <laughs> Megan's choking. Me. I'm choking. It was so good. I, unfortunately, I missed the live stream on Saturday, and I missed the replay on Sunday. I watched it on a very janky uh, Russian yeah, video stream. Yeah, like a weird Russian video stream that thankfully worked the whole time through. Um, she paid tribute to HBCUs and step teams, marching bands. She had a marching band behind her. Her dancers were snap dancing and Jay setting. Like, she did a lot of costume changes. Jay-Z came out and performed with her. Which was amazing because Jay-Z got winded through his, like, one verse that he did, (laughs) whereas Beyonce had been, up until prior to his arrival, she had been, like, hitting all of her choreography and, like, singing live when she could. She, at one point, was on, like, a crane roped in with, like, a little, like, black harness. She was doing so much, and her fucking husband came out, like, wheezed his way through one verse of Deja Vu, and then, like, bounced. He's like, I'm a dad to three kids in my 40s. Yeah, like, (laughs) it's okay. Another fun thing that happened, there was a Destiny's Child reunion. Yeah. Which was thrilling to watch. Yeah, and again, like, Mom, Michelle. Michelle. It's okay. I mean, I think it is, someone said this yesterday, I think, at work, but it's just that... Kelly and Beyonce are just, like, so in sync. They're so good together. They're, like, one organism, basically. Because they've been doing this forever. Right. And you can tell that they can, like, they don't even have to communicate really. Yeah, totally. And Michelle was, listen, she was trying. Also, like, compared to anyone else in the world, Michelle's great. It's true. It's very true. They did a bunch of their songs. They did the Timbaland remix of Say My Name, which I thought was very exciting. I love love that. Did you see that dancer who was next to her during Crazy in Love 
and he did a dance during he did Drunken the, Love. Uh-huh. But he was doing basically like the equivalent of like downward dog as a push-up. Oh, yeah. Where like yeah, he was yeah. like rotating like a clock Oh, basically. right. Yeah, yeah, I did. As someone who's like new to her yoga practice, <laughs> um, I was just like, I cannot imagine the core strength that takes. It was just insane. Every single human being on that stage was like very fucking good. And then I want to share this um, Instagram post from her mom, Tina Lawson, about her performance. I told Beyonce that I was afraid that the predominantly white audience at Coachella would be confused by all the black culture and black college culture because it was something that they might not get. Her brave response to me made me feel a bit selfish and ashamed. She said, I've worked very hard to get to the point where I have a true voice. And at this point in my life and my career, I have a responsibility to do what's best for the world and not what is most popular. She said that her hope is that after the show, young people would research this culture and see how cool it is, and young people, black and white, would listen to Lift Every Voice and Sing and see how amazing the words are for us all and bridge the gap. She also hopes that it will encourage young kids to enroll in our amazing historically black colleges and universities. I stand corrected. That is a great answer. Yeah. I am very excited to see if this is like, if she is at this point where she's like, done needing to strive for that like sort of universal appeal. Yeah. I think this is fantastic. I also thought Tina Lawson's pride of Beyonce and Solange dancing together. Oh my God, that's right. I forgot about that. Also like that dance was so much fun and that like clearly they're both really talented dancers but like it also did just like remind me of two sisters kind of goofing around. Well, it's a dance from the, it's from the Get Me Bodied video. It is from the extended that get me. <laughs> no, by. Be- okay, it I is <laughs> okay. <laughs> I didn't know. Is what I'm saying. I believe oh, you. I is. was just uh, trying yes. to hide my ignorance. It's okay. <laughs> and snottiness. Um, Beyonce and Solange did the all almost all of the dances from the Get Me Bodied extended version, which is the only version of that song you should listen to. It is six and a half minutes long. Jeez. close to seven. It's fucking worth it. Every minute is a treasure. Um, who else had a big coach? Justin Bieber had a big Coachella. Uh, Bieber had some fun. According to TMZ, he allegedly punched a man for assaulting a woman. That's nice. Uh, I I don't know. I don't know what to do about with that information. I will just present it to you as is. That happened. Um, Some other bullshit. He, like, didn't talk to Haley Baldwin, who he used to date. Who cares? I don't. Mostly, he did some shit on Instagram that no one really gives a shit about. He posted a really gross picture of Post Malone's mustache that I don't like. Then he posted another picture of Post Malone, who is a rapper from Texas. He is white, and he has a lot of really bad tattoos and needs to do something about his fucking hair. Yeah, he, like, wears his hair in two uh, braids, Mm -hmm. two French braids, right? And uh, yeah, he was just he was just being Bieber. But the most notable thing that he did is allegedly punch a man for assaulting a um, woman. Okay. Allegedly. Well, thank you for your service. Thanks, Biebs. Really appreciate it. You are the savior we need in this era right now. I did love the the pictures of Rihanna walking around in like the Gucci ski mask. Oh my god! Yes, uh. Rihanna. <laughs> And then she was also front row for Beyonce. Mm-hmm. I mean, by front row, I mean like she clearly was allowed to she was just walk allowed to the stage. Be up there. It was fine. Yeah, she wore um, 
a look that was like straight off of the Gucci runway. It was like these thigh high snakeskin boots, like possibly a short. I couldn't see it. Yeah, it was a, like a sweater with like a a dicky basically. Yes, a long a, like a shirt sewn into it. Yes, and then um, this like insane like Gucci ski mask with earrings attached to the outside of it. Yeah, well, I mean, you got to dazzle. It's true. She looked incredible. She always does. I don't know what else to say. I love her. She looked incredible. Like only her, like every, if I wore that, you would just be like, I hate you so I would, I don't, I would never dare. <laughs> I would look really stupid. So I would never dare. Um, well, but we got one more week of Coachella to go. We do. And I, Beyonce is going to perform again. I wonder, is it going to be different? Is it going to be? This is what, I don't know. I will, st- I will stay up for it. I will watch it the next day on a janky Russian live stream. <laughs> joined here by Corbin Goebel, writer and editor, to discuss horror movies and good ones, bad ones, prestige ones, and what we love or hate about them. Hi, Corbin. Thanks for having me. This is the first time I've ever been on This American Life, so I'm really <laughs> excited to be here. Yeah. Well, we look forward to your like harrowing story. Of, yeah. I'm really excited for Great. everything you have to bring to the table. Thank you. So... <laughs> A story that will somehow make us, like, cry and then feel yeah. closer as people. That sounds good, too. Horror movies, I have trouble with them because I scare easily. You're a little scaredy cat. I'm a little I'm a little scared baby. Jump scares get me. I mean, the idea of ghosts also frightens me. Do you believe in ghosts? Um, no, but I'm so, sus- I'm so gullible yeah. that if you were like, that plant is a ghost— I, what if I was a ghost? I do not believe you're a ghost. Please do not plant that idea in my brain because I won't be able to sleep. I am a ghost. I'll work through that. It uh, explain a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I like how like if you touch me, your hand goes through. Yeah, yeah it's how you're transparent. It's really yeah. weird. But horror movies, I guess, fall into two camps, right? Yeah. High, I, would, I mean, for the most part, yes. For the most part. So there's highbrow, which is like... Get out. The recent John Krasinski directed film, A Quiet Place. Any, like, I would say, like, The Sixth Sense was, like, a prestige horror film. Yeah. Um, Kind of like anything with, like, A-list actors in it. Yeah, it kind of gets thrown into that bucket. Yeah. yeah, and they're usually more boring. Yeah, they're definitely more boring. Interesting. It was, is Mother a horror movie? I, oh, there's a metaphor. Could, okay, <laughs> that's enough. That's great. Thank you so much. You could oh, make so, the so argument much. that right. it was marketed as a horror movie. It was. Yeah. But they're still making, like, lowbrow horror movies. Oh, yeah. Like, like lowbrow is, like, yeah. your Blumhouse, like, mm. uh, the Purges 1 through 4. Right, right. Yeah, Any, there's yeah. still, like, going to be really low-budget horror movies that, you know, are expected to make $12 million, but they only cost $3 million, so it's just right, right. Easy, easy money pretty much um, every time. Where do, like, stop. okay, where do, like, the paranormal activity movies fall? Those, I would say kind of fall in the middle, right? Where yeah. it's like one of those... I think it's major studio, so... Yeah. I'm okay. not sure. I think that kind of counts, but... I mean, I also think that we go through, like, eras with horror movies. And okay. I think, like, we're living in an era right now where, like, horror is 
considered more legitimate than it was like five years ago even. Sure. You know, it's like Jordan Peele just won an Oscar for yeah. Get Out. Yeah. And like there have been those periods before. Like I feel like the 70s is a really good example of when horror was taken really seriously because you have, you know, Rosemary's Baby. What have you done to it? What have you done to its eyes? You have The Shining, mm-hmm. you know, Stanley Kubrick. Here's Johnny. <laughs> You have, right. uh, like, all of, like, the Dario Argento movies. That are considered really, like, criterion. Yeah, totally. And then it's, like, then you go through, like, the 80s where you have, like, all of the Halloweens and Jasons and that type of thing. Right. Which are just, like, kind of more camp. Movies that no I will never see. No pun intended. <laughs> movies that I will never see. I mean, I guess, like, to our guests. Yes. Uh, you hey. are, like, a big horror fan. I am, yeah. Do you feel like the prestige stuff is good for the genre? Do you feel like it detracts from it at all? Yeah, I mean, I think it's good. I think there's gonna be there's gonna be you know there's gonna be a lot of movies coming out that are you know gonna follow the formula. Get out, a quiet place is kind of laid down. Um, You know, I think a lot a lot of bigger stars are gonna not be afraid. You know, haven't touched genre. You know, traditionally the last twenty years of like Blumhouse movies, it's a lot of no name actors or people you don't really know. I think Mm. a lot of people, you know, a lot of bigger actors, a lot of big like people that get people to the box office are gonna be in these movies. And you know, kind of depends what these projects are. There's a few coming out. There's there's like a Halloween sequel that's coming out this fall, which is directed by David Gordon Green, and he you know he hasn't directed a horror movie before. You know. He's directed Eastbound and Down, stuff like that. So oh. I think there's going to be sort of a lot of it, it depends on the project. There's going to be a lot of bad stuff, probably. There's yeah. going to be a lot of, you know, there's going to be a lot of uh, movies that are put together by somebody who misunderstands what the appeal of Get Out was or A Quiet Place. Yeah, they're like, Get Out, but with a white guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. There's going to be some, you know, I, I think. Uh, they're going to try to figure out to, how to, you know, how to monetize this. And there's going to be a lot of movies that come out based right. on this formula because, you know, A Quiet Place, they let John Krasinski direct it. Right. It's, it's Paramount, so it's major studio, but it was, you know, pretty low budget for a Paramount movie. It made a ton of money. So let's talk a little bit more about this quiet movie, which I... <laughs> let's talk about this quiet movie. Unfor- the quiet movie. The quiet movie, which yeah. I unfortunately have not seen yet. I had the opportunity to see it. and I thought about it, and I realized that historically my experience in a in like scary movies is I will pay the money for the ticket. I will go in and then I'll watch the movie behind um, my hand or like a scarf. Because the thing about watching it through your fingers is that you can see only a little bit of what's happening, but you can still see it. Yeah. And the the main issue in horror movies is the sound anyway. Growing up, there was this dad in my neighborhood who had uh, both of his children were deaf. Mm. And this was like when The Sixth Sense was really big. Mm. And he watched it with them and was terrified. And mm. his kids just kept looking at him just like, like what why are you so scared? Fuck? Like, why do you care? It's amazing. Because like they didn't have like the music cues that like right. built up tension, which is funny because there's a deaf girl in a quiet place. Oh, so let's, okay, so I've not seen this film. All I know is that it's a movie, John Krasinski is in it, Emily Blunt, a.k.a. Mary Poppins, a.k.a. from The Devil Wears Prada, is also in it. Yes. They're married, that's, I guess that is relevant, they're married in the movie also, right? Yep. Um. Yes. So they have to be quiet all the time. Yeah. Because something reacts to noise and will kill them. Well, you're told in the beginning of the movie, <laughs> not out loud, but you pass an old, like, New York Post. Okay. Yeah. That says, it responds to sound. <laughs> yeah. It's like the very, like, spinning newspaper headline, <laughs> foregrounded. 
Nation praying oh for resolution. Oh yeah. That's the headline. It responds to sound. Yeah. Yeah. And then there's okay. like a lot of that type of thing. Just where, to like really let you know. Yeah. I mean, this is like the most minor of spoiler mm. alerts, but John Krasinski has like this whiteboard where he's like trying to figure things out. Yeah. Which you God. think like a whiteboard oh actually like those markers are squeaky. They are. Um, But his notes for himself are so funny because yeah. it's like, oh my God. What is be the quiet. weakness yeah. underlined? Yeah, yeah, be quiet. Yeah, yeah. There's one point where it's like how to survive, and then one bullet is medicine. Yeah. What? It reminded me. I was I was telling Maddie oh this, God. but it reminded me of the scene when in True Detective where Matthew McConaughey goes to the storage unit where he's been like yes. piecing together the yes. like investigation, and you know everyone had. For me, I was like taking you know True Detective pretty seriously. Like, oh, this is like prestige TV. It's pretty good. Right. Uh, like you know. Harrelson McConaughey, I'm into this. And then he goes into the storage unit and he has like scars written on the wall <laughs> and like find him oh in Carcosa God, just right. like scrawled on the wall. Like something like, like oh, you shouldn't. Is, yeah. Yeah. This is the stupidest. Sh- this is the stupid show of all time. That's when I decided. <laughs> and then, then people were like when people were getting mad at True Detective 2, I'm like, just go Don't back to that scars it. scene. Where yeah. It's yeah. Like, scars. Yeah, as That's... if he was going to forget that part of the investigation. Like, right. oh, yeah. What the guy What's looked the one like? one thing I know about the guy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Better write that down. That like large. blood you know, on this storage unit. Yeah. Really funny. What makes a horror movie, like, good? You, you want it to work on a few different levels, I okay. think. Like, uh, where something like Get Out, there was many different layers to that. Mm-hmm. I think that's cool. You know, Rosemary's ba- Baby, same kind of thing. Yep. You want to feel, like, connected to it, I think, where I maybe mean, A Quiet Place, where I, I like the I like the gimmick in The Quiet Place. I thought it was interesting. Yeah. I think I hadn't really seen anything quite like that before, and I thought it was, like, pretty cool and adds a lot of suspense, and, and the build was, you know, something I look for, even in the sort of more slow horror movies, is, like, was the build good Mm -hmm. and was it worth it was the payoff worth what the build was or was the build good enough to i'm thinking of a movie like the invitation where you're like is anything going to happen in this movie the one about dinner yeah it's like about la wellness culture it's amazing I think I've seen a trailer for the Shout invitation. Shout out to the invitation. It is. It's a it's really great. good movie. But it's I'm very, it's very suspense, it. suspenseful. You, you're sort of pulled along like maybe this is nothing. Maybe this is really in this person's head and then there's kind of a payoff one way or the other. Yeah. Um, but I, I think for me it's just like does it, you know, was it either entertaining like mm-hmm. something like Happy Death Day or did like the suspense build and was the payoff worth it? Was the payoff and Happy Death Day worth it? Uh, yeah, Happy Death Day is better than Donnie Darko. I wanted to be sure to say that so you could use that in your promotional material. What the hell is Happy Death Day? Uh, it's basically like Groundhog Day, but uh-huh. like yeah, a but girl like a gets murdered film. a lot. Yeah, yeah. Oh. The way I see it is, is you have unlimited amount of lives, so you have unlimited opportunities to solve your own murder. So I'm just supposed to keep dying until I figure out who my killer is? That's your genius plan. Do you have a better idea? It's funny. It's goofy. Like the killer has this ridiculously cartoonish baby mask the entire time. Oh, that movie. Yeah. Oh, that movie. <laughs> I know the baby mask. What do you think? What do you yes. think makes a good horror movie? Please. Madeline. My favorite horror movies tend to have a bit of a sense of humor about themselves. Mm-hmm. They're the best when they are like directed by people who understand the genre where like I think Get Out versus Quiet Place is a really good example of that mm. in that, um, like, Jordan Peele loves horror movies right. and John Krasinski doesn't. And he has, like, gone on every talk show. And you know how, like, Krasinski 
like for like as hot as he is, mm. he's like so annoying. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Jimmy Fallon will be like, so uh, you're a horror fan? And then he'll say Ooh. something like, no. Right. No, oh, yeah. yeah. No. And then he does like the Jim Halpert thing. Um, right. Are you, are you a fan of horror movies? Oh, my God. Never have been a fan of horror. I mean, I am now. Yeah. And so it's, it's like that bugs me a little bit when it's like, oh, this like isn't your thing. And like, why did you make this movie? I mean, it's also just I feel like it's kind of disrespectful to the genre, which is like a, no, like a really like lame thing to say. But no, I don't think that's lame. That makes sense. I think that that is like an important thing to me. Yeah. And I feel like the people like who get it. for the yeah. genre. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also like the people who get it like have more fun with it. They right. can yeah. play with it a little bit more. Where right. it's like a quiet place is so serious. Yeah, it's really serious. Really. It's yeah. insane that a movie about being quiet, it seems like there would be so many opportunities for it to yeah. like just step back from itself a little bit and be like, hey, this is really fucking stupid. Like, like if in yeah. like a tense moment there was just like a long fart. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Is it better in a horror movie if you never actually really see the monster? I think yes, ultimately, even though that itself is, like, kind of a cliche, right, where, like, you're okay. not supposed yeah, to show the depends. monster. Right. I mean, like, Blair Witch is a good example. Oh, they, they never They never show that. But they show in the new Blair Witch, they show. What does she look kinda, like? Well, because she got, like, hung from, yeah. you know, she's all stretched <laughs> out. Oh. And she's, like, kind of, like, Slender Man looking, which is very intentional. Oh. And kind of walks slowly and swings her arms, and you can't, like, help but laugh a little bit. Just because, you know, it, by the end of that scene, no spoilers. If you haven't seen, if you haven't seen the Bla- Bla- Blair, you Witcher. can spoil okay, Blair cool. Witch two thousand six. Right, it's you know it's it, it's the exact same movie. It's the exact same oh, ending. They're okay. going for exactly like this homage, but you know, um, uh, because because the monster wasn't shown in Blair Witch, it was kind of creepier, right? You kind of. I was so scared. It depends, by though. Blair Witch, yeah, like rustling woods. It weirdly is scary enough for me personally. I didn't see it until about a year ago. Oh. And, like, it weirdly holds up. Like, I know yeah, we'll talk great. about how annoying the people are. Yeah. Which yeah. Is like, that's kind of part of it. Yeah. But, like, it does, like, I don't know. It scared me. I watched it alone, and I was like, Bleh. Another horror movie that I thought, actually, I don't know, and you tell me if this one was is considered good. It's one that I was scared by and did never laughed at, which I think are two. I mean, me being scared by it is, like, irrelevant. But I just want to say, like, a good horror movie is one that you like. R- well, I thought It Follows. I feel like I was good. Very I, I just like a little. It's like for me, that's where the prestige horror, where like it was so, oh, okay. it was just shot in such a way, and it was boring. Also, <laughs> yeah. I, but I, I liked it. I liked it fine. I, I just was remember, riveted the whole time. Yeah, I remember how that got a ton of praise when it came. It out. did right. And it followed. Madeline. I have a similar take to It Follows. And okay. I, I was like, I'm not really that afraid of like a monster that I can like power walk away from. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how are the press cycles different for horror movies than they are for other movies? I think I've actually been thinking about this a lot because we get a lot of press materials for yeah. movies. And so I've been getting a lot for Truth or Dare, which is like the newest one. Oh, yeah. Movie. I saw a trailer for that recently. I was scared. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Like the trailers, too, I feel like are always almost always scarier than the movie. Mm. Lucy Hale, who's from Pretty Little Liars, mm-hmm. is like the star of it. She is. And I just find like the press clips that she's given. I don't mm. know. Like the quotes that I'm getting sent are just like, yeah. 
Lucy Hale on kissing a girl for the first time what? on camera. And I was just like, literally, who cares? What? I don't know. Oh, my God. That's so weird. Or just like, uh, it's... Truth that air is Blumhouse, right? Yeah. 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 Okay, so... Um, yeah, so it's like a lot of stuff like that. So what is Blumhouse? Like, what is... So Blumhouse is this... this Family of producers, the Blums, they, okay. uh, their whole mantras were not paying more than $5 million to make this movie. <laughs> and we're going to make as many of these movies as we can. Some are good. You know, they, they've they done a lot of very famous, you know, they did Happy Death Day. They did, okay. they did Get Out. Get Out was, oh, was you know, wow. so they, they had like, some big hits. Intriguing. Um, and so they have this very, like, they have this very kind of airtight business model that right. they, and every movie there's they don't ever spend 20 million they just 5 million just make your movie wow also and like so, get out will like forever appear on every poster oh, yeah. for any blumhouse movie yeah, they ever like make the truth or dare poster like, says from the producers of, of get, get out, out. because yeah, it's exactly. their like yeah. their shining star yeah i see interesting so it's like a little like cabin little in the factory. woods is blumhouse that oh, movie yeah. rules i did not see that cause, again too scary Probably another won't. movie that's like pretty silly paranormal paranormal that's Blumhouse. What's paranormal? Paranormal activity. activity. Oh, those. Their oh, favorite. okay. My favorite. The only, right. Purge. Yeah, everything. I still, I, I'm obsessed with The Purge, but I just have not seen it yet. Our whole staff is obsessed the with The logic, Purge. I mean, I reference The Purge even just in my personal life, not at work, at least like once a week. How would you purge? I would probably just like get a baseball bat. And loot? I would, I would like take some stuff. Threaten some haters. Threaten some haters. I would maybe do some light taps above the knee with a baseball bat. Yeah. Again, I do really think that this is me. how the purge starts. Is <laughs> you're like, I'm just going to like break your legs. And then something's yeah. like, Ugh. I want to talk about another horror movie that looks good, I think, that's coming out eventually. I think. One day. One day. I don't know when. I think it's this year, obviously. It is called Hereditary. It stars Tony Collette. My queen. Um, it stars some other people who I do not know at this juncture. Another, it's like very prestige Right. I think you can always tell a prestige horror movie because in the trailer, there's going to be like violent, yes. violin music. Yeah. Like a, like a violin. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, yeah, that I was going to say with the press cycle, since that's an A24 movie, okay. A24 movies are basically their own, this own genre. Like, you're going to get a really super stylized trailer. That one is an example where is that there's that weird, like, drip drop, yeah. light, black, you know, dark light. It's Grandma. You know you were her favorite, right? Even when you were a little baby, she wouldn't let me feed you because she needed to feed you. She was a very difficult woman, which maybe explains me. I recognize you from your mother. What? Sometimes I swear I can feel them in the room. It's a really cool premise. I think it's going to be good. I've heard it's great. It's so weird how, like, motherhood is represented in horror movies. Mm -hmm. Like, there's always, like, weird nursing shit or, like, a terrible birth scene. Right. Like, like, a whole, the sort of, like, parasitic nature. We'll do that shit every day, man. I mean, I think it's, you know, like the parasitic nature of childbirth, of carrying a child. I think there's like a lot of debate, too, in like what constitutes a horror movie Mm -hmm. where it's like, for me, I feel like one of the scariest movies I've seen in the past couple of years was Green Room. What's that? So it's like one of Anton Yelkin's last movies. Okay. It's about this like touring punk band who are like doing a tour of of the Pacific Northwest. They kind of get a last minute gig kind of out in the middle of nowhere. Okay. And it turns out that, like, the people who they're performing for are neo-Nazis. Oh, Um, fun. And they sort of, like, witness a murder and then sort of end up being trapped in this situation. Yikes. They're called cartridges. The bullet 
It's a part that enters your brain if you keep talking shit. And this gun only has five cartridges, not six. Because they're big as fuck and only five fit the cylinder. So please, shut the fuck up and don't test me. You should make it worse. We sit and we wait. And we die. Not if you sit and you wait. And it's just like one of those ones that just like, there's just so much tension and it like it feels very real. Mm-hmm. That was a movie that like I think I actually screamed in. Oh, wow. Um, but every person I talked to was like, that's a thriller. What's the difference then? I think horror in specific is like kind of refers to this sort of repeated format. Um, okay. You know, sort of like a lot of horror movies, they sort of work the same way. Um the thing about horror is it's an iterative format. There's going to be these same tricks kind of deployed in different movies that you've seen before. Okay. And that's kind of the limiting thing about if Leonardo DiCaprio starts doing horror movies is that maybe there's only so many ways you can really be original. A lot of the movies right. we've talked about have, have a real original spin on them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like like when we were reading those Blumhouse movies, a lot of those are like you kind of know what's going to happen. Right. Um, you know, as if – Something Maddie and I talked to, talked about earlier was like, is our horror, mo- our horror movies just going to become like the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Oh, is it just yeah. going to be endless? Like The Conjuring. Uh, Insidious, all yeah, of those movies. Yeah, The Conjuring already has like four Annabelle spinoffs. Annabelle? Uh, yeah. And those are like <laughs> kind of fun. They're goofy. I, I don't know. Haunted and, doll. Yeah, I was, I was looking at the some shots of the Warren Museum before I came in and trying to think of other spinoffs. There's like a martini glass in there. I'm like, give me that movie. <laughs> The, the glass martini. could do like six movies about that martini glass, you know. Yeah, okay, so true. a horror movie is a little more formulaic. Yeah, I think it's a little more formulaic where a thriller is. I, I I don't know if this is right or wrong, but that's just kind of my perception. Okay, of like that horror is a format when it's like branded as a horror movie. Right. I, I don't think Hereditary. Like, I don't think if you go on like a twenty four site, I bet it doesn't say a new horror movie no, from a twenty four. It's right. like a new Mo- thriller. Yeah, thriller. Possibly. Does there have to be a monster? For it to be a horror movie? Does there have to no. be like a thing? Like I don't think so. The monster is us, Megan. <laughs> All right. Um, Corbin, thank you so much. This has been a delight. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thank you so much for listening to Dirtcast. And thank you to Corbin Goebel. Our show is produced by Levi Sharp. Madana Mofidi is our executive director of audio. Our theme music is by Stuart Wood. This episode was mixed by Jamie Colazzo. Want to send us a tip or just let us know what you think? Hit us up at dirtcast at jezebel.com. You can find us on Spotify, NPR One, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts.